0: What is up? I'm Miguel Antonio, and you are listening to the Live and Create podcast. It's where I interview artists and entrepreneurs about what it means to live a great life and create great things. And before we jump into today's podcast, I'd love for you guys to check out the upcoming single that my band Run With It is releasing. It's called At Least You Tried. It drops September 20th, but you can go pre save it. Right now at runwithitband.net, runwithitband.net, or at runwithitband, at runwithitband, all the places you follow people at. Thanks to so many who have pre-saved already. The pre-saves help boost us in algorithms, and algorithms is kind of like life for (laughs) musicians right now. So thank you. Definitely check that out. Again, it's runwithitband.net or at runwithitband. And on today's podcast, we have David A. Paria. David has been involved with music all of his life, first falling in love with it in the third grade. In high school, leading up to college, he played trumpet with a CSYO and has played for many Cleveland State Commencements. Alongside those years, he also sang in the Cincinnati's Boy Choir, touring to Chicago and California, and then the Cincinnati Children's Choir, touring to New York, China, and Italy. Recently, he has been making his own music and is working on building his own band to get back on the road once again. In this episode, David shares his story of catching the passion for touring and music at an early age and how that journey has now set him on a trajectory to create his own music. We talk creation, band development, and our mutual love for Imagine Dragons, Taylor Swift, and Billie Eilish. It's going to be a great episode. Enjoy.
1: The Live and Create Podcast.
0: Now, is this your studio set up here where you're making all the magic happen?
1: yeah this is um you know my room here I mean I used to have like a little like mini area when I was in Cleveland and it was like a cute little table that I would use for homework but you know I used it more to record and stuff because I just (laughs) sat on my bed and did my homework screw it you know um but yeah if anything this would be my recording studio if anything at least when no one's making noise around the house because my dad he plays trombone so you know all the noise around, like you you could hear it all over. So, like, even outside the house walking by, you could still hear his trombone playing, even if he's playing softly. So oh, like, I bet
0: but, uh, yeah, brasses in, brass instruments, you cannot hide those things. Like it's just you can mute it and never, i I imagine like if you live in a place like apartment or like New York City, where, like, how do people who have brass instruments even get to practice without? their neighbors killing them
1: i don't know (laughs) either that or like any instrument real i mean aside from like maybe piano or maybe electric drum set because i hear a a person's drum set from like five or six houses down which i don't mind it but i'm like bro that is loud like what (laughs) (laughs) same oh geez but no yeah um whenever i i find the time to actually like have some peace and quiet that way i don't like have any noises in the background while I'm recording, and then you hear like a little right. while I'm singing. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. you're like dad. <laughs> seriously, come on, come on, man. I, honestly, he practices like twenty four seven. I'm like, bro, I love it. Chill. So, a is he? A, does he play professionally? Yeah, he um, he freelances every once in a while, but usually um, he used to play with the Cincinnati Symphony Orchestra, and then usually he goes every few weeks or so to West Virginia to play with them. And then recently Springfield. And actually I don't remember, I think it's either Springfield or West Virginia that they're playing return of the Jedi nice. while playing music. Yeah. So I'm actually like, I can't go because I got, you know, other stuff to do, but still pretty exciting. At least I think so. You know, you're like, sorry, dad, can't go on the road with you. I got, I got my own things. My yeah, unfortunately got to make dough. You know what I mean? Got to make money. So you know that's fine. I'll probably find another day, anyways. I want them now to play, Revenge of the Sith anyways. But anyways, you what's that last thing you said? I missed it. I said that uh, um, if I'm gonna go see a concert like them playing a Star Wars movie, I would prefer Revenge of the Sith, to be honest, because they're made to uh, a- perfection. Love it. <laughs> oh God, send, I tell you,
0: you're, you're <laughs> just sending them notes. You're like, hey, when you can put this together, I'll actually come see you.
1: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, man.
0: Now that 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 love for music, that passion for music start with your dad, did he instilled that in you when you were younger?
1: Yes, yes. So like it's kind of funny. So like ever since I could remember being literally a baby in the crib, and it's not even an exaggeration, I remember him playing these excerpts. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. and like it's it's just like I remember it from memory because it's something he plays every day even to this day he continues yeah. to play it um and yeah like he um it was like around probably around high school area that he started playing trombone getting interested in music just like my uncle his brother playing the trum- trumpet in the Puerto Rico Puerto Rican symphony uh orchestra there right, and in Puerto Rico yeah in Puerto oh, Rico.
0: Okay, right on.
1: Yes, since both my parents are from Puerto Rico, and then, like, they kind of just started everything from there, if anything. Um, but, no, yeah, like, my dad, he he's always been a stickler for music, especially classical music. He, you know, loved Mozart, Beethoven, Bach, and all that. And he, I think at one point, he took me to a concert where – he, he had like friends playing the trumpet, so then I saw it and I heard it, and then obviously like I was kind of in the beginning stages of loving Star Wars as I still do now,
0: and <laughs> so, like it all started <laughs> young. It all started young.
1: That's- yes, pretty much. I wish I started much younger with Star Wars, but I ended up first going in like coming in from the music aspect of it, and then yeah. like watching it and loving it. Um, so then I remember I think I told my dad like. I want to play trumpet. And then he gives me a little toy trumpet and I became obsessed with it for some reason. And then, you know, that was around like third, fourth grade ish around that area. And then like, I did, you know, some, um, you already know, us awesome musicians. We have like our home concerts where we invite our friends over right. for Thanksgiving or something. And we got a little concert, whether we're good <laughs> or not, we still have the concert. Yeah, that so aunts
0: and that. uncles are like, Oh, this is the part where we have to listen to
1: a child play. <laughs> play like through some random yeah (laughs) listen this is where they got to be the most supportive this is the most important part of the family aspect just gotta say yeah um i mean i mean you know they always said i was good i don't like to brag about it anyways but you know if you say i'm good then you know cool if i'm bad then uh, i guess i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it went on from there Um, I ended up playing in SOWI, which is like a younger orchestra that they had, um, at the university of Cincinnati and like, you know, throughout high school, uh, I think CYSO is the other orchestra that I came to play with. And then like, we had a concert where we ended up playing with the Cincinnati symphony, which was just crazy to me. Right. Um, But then in that meantime, I was also in choir as well. And it was funny because the first time that my mom mentioned, Oh, Hey, you want to go to choir? Uh, She was like, you know, she was all excited about it. And I was like, "Eh, I don't know, like maybe, I guess. And then, you know, basically forced me in there. And first (laughs) day I went there, it was Cincinnati boy choir back in 2010, I believe. And that's where I met like two of my closest friends right now, uh, Vincent Sampson, great people. And the minute that I saw Samson and Vince, I talked to Vince first and then I met Samson. The first thing I said was, so did your mom force you to come here? And he's like, eh, kind of 50, 50. And it was the funniest thing to me. I don't know why, but you know, I was like, eh, okay. So then that's when we became <laughs> best friends after that. One.
0: <laughs> and, um, so parents out there listening, force your kids to do music. Yes. It, it, it works out. Is that, yeah. Is yeah. that the lesson? You can, you
1: can, <laughs> <laughs> Even if it doesn't work the direction you want it, at least you'll get them in music. Just saying. Right, um, right. But no, like, and then like, obviously, um, really to answer the question, my dad is the beginning of all that, if anything. Um, <clears throat> and then you know, throughout the years, I uh, I performed. Uh, with the Cincinnati boy choir in different areas, which that's what kind of made me actually want to like become a singer and actually want to tour around because I love, I love exploring new areas. Like I can't just sit in one area for so long and not do anything. You know, I have to actually explore, you know, for my mind to not go insane type deal.
0: Yeah. I feel you on that. That's why I just got my newest tattoo is a compass on my hand. And it's that everyone's been asking recently, like, where, where does that come from? And it's like, it's like, dude, I love it. Like, I awesome. I just love traveling. We like, I'd get done touring with the band. We'd come home and then we'd pile the kids in the van and then we go on, like we did like a family tour where we went all over the Southwest, you know, and all that. I just love seeing new places, meeting new people awesome. and eating new food, all the good
1: stuff. So I feel you on that, man. Oh man. Yeah. Literally like, um, going on tour with the Cincinnati boy choir to, uh, Chicago that was my first tour I don't remember where we performed it was like a small church you know but it was like so cool to explore and then like seeing the Sears Tower and everything was just awesome and then uh in 2012 or 14 no 12 2012-ish area we went to California and like explored Hollywood and performed around that area and it was so cool so much fun um and then it's funny because I had a little story that I was really wanting to tell because I tell some people this and maybe they find it funny, maybe they don't, but I found it funny. <laughs> um, well, now so- we get to
0: sit back and, and we'll let you know. I'll let you know and then the fans can let you know of the podcast bet. if it's
1: funny. So here oh, we go. Bet, bet, bet. <laughs> no, so the funny thing is, is that I don't know if you ever heard of the World Choir Games before. You ever heard of that? No, I didn't know. Is that like ESPN4? They have the world, yeah, basically the world for, <laughs> pretty much honestly i mean they <laughs> had <laughs> they had choirs from all around the world come in like czechoslovakia russia germany uh china japan like wow. literally all these choirs and we had the fortune of having them come to cincinnati of all places and you know it was so much fun uh we were competing all around the city and you know Eventually, they would, like, have, like, a rating system, how we did, uh, how we did with the music that we, you know, performed and such. And when the time came, we went to the, what was it called? It was used called the U.S. Bank Arena. Now it's called the Heritage Bank Arena, like, where, like, all the bands would perform, where all the hockey teams perform, et cetera. Yeah. Um, We all gathered there. And they were about to give out the medals. They're announcing who won, who did this, who did that. So the boy choir, we, I'm not even just lying or I'm not lying. Like I'm not exaggerating. Like when we were all there, that was like the peak of boy choir. I still respect them now, but it was good when we were there, which I know that sounds so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I know it sounds like I'm a huge fan of myself on this,
1: but Hey, if, if it's good, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even just like, it's not even for me really. It's like my friend Samson, like he's a great singer. So is Vince. He has a great baritone voice like it. And then like all these other people that I knew, they just had really good voices compared to like the kind of like uh, musical roughness that they have It's like uh, immaturity right now. Like I still respect them. They're still great to listen to. I just think that prime time was like, us you know what i mean um <laughs> of, course, <laughs> of course but so then we go there and the cincinnati boy choir they win silver so i'm like okay cool cool you know so then the cincinnati Trilliums choir they won gold and i was uh. like bro nah, man that's cap nah 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 <laughs> i will never ever ever join them because i like i stick with boy choir forever i grow too old a few like a year or two later and I ended up joining the cincinnati Trilliums choir nice <laughs> right after saying ah screw it never, that. I'm not never that. again <laughs> <laughs> i got dragged into it but it was a very cool experience with the cincinnati truums choir because that is where i kind of went on my like bigger areas, bigger tours if anything so like my first one that i'm still super appreciative of is going to new york to perform at carnegie hall that was oh, just awesome. a, yeah historical moment for me um and then Just being in the city, New York is oh, one of yeah. my favorite. I have family out in
0: Brooklyn, and, well, yeah, we're, we're Puerto Rican, so you, everyone who's Puerto Rican has family in Brooklyn, I think.
1: <laughs> I, it's surprising as it is. I thought I only had family in Puerto Rico and maybe, like, Spain, but I do have someone in New York, now that you mentioned it, which is right. funny, names like Jason or something. I'm like, oh, cool, okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> But yeah, that city
0: is amazing. And I we I was actually just talking to our, our drummer about it. Uh, we were talking about, as we're planning to tour again, and uh, we were talking about our strategies, staying healthy on the road. And and I was like, but of course, as you know, all bets are off on health when we go to New oh. York City. And he's like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. For sure. Because we're just going to eat whatever's there because it's so good. <laughs> all of it. Everywhere oh. you go. So, and my grandma cooks amazing empanadas. Whenever like – it'll be like – we'll roll in. One time we rolled in at 2 in the morning, and we're, like, loading all our gear, you know, like, up into the apartment. And she comes rolling out with, like, arroz con pollo and the empanadas and everything. And she's just, like – and my cousin – Uh, George, he's there. He's just laughing. He's like, I was like, dude, it's like two in the morning. He's like, dude, she was ready for this. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That stuff's so good.
0: But dude, that's (laughs) cool. So how old were you when you, when you got to go
1: perform in New York, New York city and do the Carnegie hall thing?
0: Let me see. If anything,
1: I was like maybe 14, 15, maybe 16, if anything, like I was, all this was still like me in high school. So like, what a cool paradigm shift
0: for at such a young age. Cause I oh, think yeah. there's a lot of people oh. who don't get those opportunities and for you to like, get a taste of like, Oh, being in the bus, being, you know, like being in this <laughs> big city and, and performing at a baller venue, you know,
1: like that's, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. I like it.
0: Yeah.
1: And honestly, like I, it's like, I feel like I brag when I'm talking about it, but I'm not really trying to, I'm just trying to like tell people my experience. I mean, like whenever I tell people like, Hey, I toured China as well. I sang on the Great Wall. They're like, oh my God, you show off. That's awesome. (laughs) Right. And then on top of that- So singing has taken you many, many places. The Wall of China? Oh, yeah. that's legit. Oh, yeah. Wall of China, Forbidden City. And then my most recent tour, which was like back in 2017, we went to Italy and performed at the Milan Expo, representing the U.S., and then we sang at the Vatican. Unfortunately, the Pope was not there. He was in America during that time. What a but
0: slacker. He should I'm have saying. known you guys were there. He should have made the time. I mean, right. come on.
1: But his second in command was there. It's okay. Oh, you know? okay. I, he'll okay. pass on the message. <laughs> but, I but I will tell you, as a musician, that place has the best acoustics I have I bet. ever. Oh, my gosh. So big. Like, you talk. And you're still going to hear it next week when you come in and you're like, wait, did I say that last week? It kind of sounds like it's insane. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. So just a perfect place for singing. Honestly, I loved it. So good. That's awesome.
0: So, so Italy, China, you know, New York city, all these places all before you're even in school, like college. Right. And then you just, and you just wrapped up your degree, right? And did you? Yes. And you study music or what, what did you study?
1: So at Cleveland state, I studied music performance on the trumpet. And then after I graduated, which was about like, what, almost two years ago, something like that. Crazy how time flies. Um, I, at one point, just kind of decided to wrap it up a little bit with trumpet and put it aside. I still have it, but I haven't played in months because I just kind of wanted to focus more on, like, singing and stuff like that and creating my own music. Like, I, the way I see it, like, I loved playing trumpet, don't get me wrong, but I've come to a realization that I... I know it sounds weird, but it's like I want to make my music and be the boss of like how the music goes rather than playing someone else's music that, you know, I'm forced to play it this way, this way, instead of me making my music and playing it the way I would want to play it. You know what I mean?
0: Well, and I imagine, too, like all these great opportunities you had through choir, but it is that thing. Here's the notes on the page and you sing them in a particular way, according to the choir director's, you know, whims at that Mm -hmm. point. Uh, to finally want to step out into your own freedom your own expression Um, yeah and i know like so we for the listener uh david and i we got connected i think was it through twitter or something when when run with it was out touring
1: something like that like you i think you guys followed me and then i checked out your music you guys hit me up saying that you also love the madden dragons Fashion. that's and right that's like, right it was the yeah. the the mutual love for imagine dragons which some
0: people judge me for it and i don't even care i love miley cyrus i love taylor swift and imagine dragons i get
1: judged for all those but i don't care they're all great they're all great i respect it <laughs> yeah i i never understood what people's gripe about imagine dragons were like they got me to they're the ones like aside from my dad influencing me into music they were the ones that influenced me into actually wanting to make my own music you know yeah. Like, they helped me throughout high school. Like, they have always positive messages. Like, why why, why shame them? Why shame right. people who like them? You know what I mean? And their shows look amazing.
0: I've yet to see them live. Did you see them live? Is that? Yes. Okay. I, I felt like we talked about that, but I cannot remember in that regard.
1: Yeah. It was back in, what was it, 2017 Evolve tour. And now I'm actually going to see them this August uh for their new album tour so I'm very excited
0: that's awesome yeah their yeah. shows look amazing a lot kind of where we're going as a band it's like I look at those huge stage shows like Coldplay like uh, oh yeah Imagine Dragons like that's what we're trying to design even the things we start we can do now uh mm-hmm. we're trying to do them so that we're prepared ideally to to hit those kind of echelons which would be amazing but right. we figure we got to start doing what we can now but in fact Last night in rehearsal, i I was talking about our next show. We have a big show coming up, July fourth, and uh, I said, "I said what I really want is a platform to come up in between the entire crowd, and then we just are on the platform and we're playing." And Daniel's like, "Bro, we don't have, we don't have a, a arena budget yet." And I was like, "But we should, we should." <laughs> it's like, "Why are you raining on my dreams?" But he was right. We don't have arena budget. But yeah, so we connected on that and then um I know you had continued to follow, we stayed connected once the band ended for a while and then that's where I remember you kind of reaching out I think about the band you were putting together at that time. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. having some phone calls about like your passion for writing putting a band together and then you're dealing with like the realities of putting a band together which and for the listener i think it's really cool we we had another guest a few episodes back where he's in a similar place where he's he's just getting started with it and i was like dude it's gonna be so cool to see in like a decade where this goes you know because kind of like you it's you guys definitely have a different story but you both started in music young, put a lot of work in, saw a lot of really cool things happen while you were young and then now stepping out on your own. I don't know, yeah. it it it's going to be fun to see how this comes to fruition. Oh, um, for sure. But as you so let's let's talk about as you're writing and and putting all this together and you had this dream of like starting a band. Um what's that been like for you since the last time we talked on like
1: wrangling people together getting the same vision you know some of those things we were talking about if anything the biggest part right now that i'm trying to have like i'm having trouble with is just finding a place for me to meet with the people and right now i only have one who's a friend of mine he plays the drums and i've seen him play like he's actually really good he plays for his church and such um but he lives like 30, 40 minutes away, which, you know, with the gas prices, the way they are now, it's kind of a little bit of a struggle. (laughs) Um, but no, I mean like the, the hardest part and it took me so long to realize it and I'm living it still is that even in college, I've been trying to look for people to join in and like the biggest thing, honestly, is commitment. Like, Mm. I, like, I, I was totally, like, busy during my college years at Cleveland State, but at the same time, like, I was willing to make time for it, and there were moments that, like, th- this was, like, a pivotal moment for me, where we got together one time, because I, you know, at the moment, I found people, I had, like, one of my good friends, Rob, he played guitar, like, he didn't read music, but he was amazing at improvising, just crazy good, um, and then I had like this one dude named Dominic and uh, who was the other one? Eh, I don't remember. They're not a part of the band anymore anyway. <laughs> so, you <know. laughs> You're like, once I kicked him out, I didn't need to remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, honestly. I mean, I didn't it's not even like, I don't know. Like the problem was, is that they had commitment issues. Like the drummer, he was like willing to do it. He was busy, but like he was willing to try. And then the other one, the bass guitarist, he was kind of like, he ran late, like he came late one time Without even warning me, and I'm like uh At least me start me. with like a text Of like, hey, running behind And Exactly, yeah, you know He's like, he's busy, but then like He was somewhere else, so I'm like Okay, so you just have no dedication, but regardless That night The first night that, you know, everyone made it on time And we all, like I was able to Like, uh not rent Rent without paying um uh, Since I was at the university I was able to like pop myself a room nice those yeah. benefits at like being at like a university do help yeah. i
0: remember back i, w- I studied at k-state did music and um having access to those kind of things were helpful we're like now i pay for rental space because uh, my guys right. i live during the pandemic i moved way out of the city <laughs> we're like you know it's basically like a rural i have a hard time saying that word community sure. but i mean it's like light years away from everybody else so i can't expect them to come to my house so i'm like I yeah, had to rent a space. Luckily I found a cool spot, but yeah, that, that's cool that you had that. And you probably had oh, a pretty yeah. killer room. I imagine.
1: It was a nice room. It was actually the jazz room. And usually throughout the day, like where people actually had like their bands, you would hear them performing in there and practicing and everything nice. It was super cool. And like, the reason I say that this was so pivotal for me and my whole like music making career that I really want to do is that, we were in there and like, we weren't like messing around, but like, I, I wanted to do a cover and it wasn't a great version of the cover. Cause you know, we'll start starting out. It was literally Believer by Madden dragons just right. to see how it would turn out. And like being in that room, we were there for at least five hours and I didn't even notice because we were, yeah. I thought like, we was all having so much fun. And it's like, <laughs> like so much time passed and I didn't even realize it until i was like well it's about four in the morning uh so what do you guys have to do? <laughs> you know but that,
0: that's, that's when, when you when I know I you're about. in the right spot man when yeah. that's like i get in the studio and i hours will go by and i realize i haven't eaten anything and uh-huh. it's like when i really dive in my where i get lost like that's in writing and so even in the studio with writing with the band now it's like it's like oh shit like you said like oh three three hours just came went by
1: <laughs> See, my thing too, is that I really, really like once hey, I'm I am have- still
0: heads up, I'm still here. My battery died. Um, oh, good. My, ki- my kids are taking up photography, so I let them use my DSLRs, um, but <laughs> I forgot to tell them to put the batteries on the charger. So I just wanted to let you know, I am still here for the listener. My, my video cut out, I'm charging a battery. So before the end of the podcast,
1: my visual will be back.
0: <laughs> but for sure, but yeah, for sure, anyways, back to what you were saying though.
1: <laughs> um, what I was saying is that, like the the biggest thing that I really, really want, but it's the hardest thing because I don't have people just yet, is I want to be able to write music with the other bandmates that my future bandmates. Like I know that my friend Andy, he wants to be, uh, he won, he's interested in drumming in the in the group. So like he has a dedication to it. We haven't been able to meet unfortunately yet because he's been busy, and then like our schedules don't line up all the time. But hopefully once the semester starts, I'll be able because like I'll have an excuse to actually go up to like up that up there downtown to the Cincinnati to actually meet up and also go to school. But um like I just really, really want to like write music with them. That way it's not just me writing it, like it would be everyone's opinion. And then I want to have like all of us like putting our input in the song. So it's like I have my own style and I can only do so much with my own style. But if someone else puts in their touch on the song, then I could work my way into like, you know, adding something else to make it just sound unique, if anything. And that's my hardest part in all this right now, trying to figure out how I can like, where I can meet them when I can. And then like, who else is going to be interested? Like the biggest part that I'm looking for is a bassist and a guitarist. And that's like kind of a strong, pivotal thing for me right now. Like one of my main priorities type deal, you know? Yeah. And bass players are so hard to find. Seems uh-huh. like,
0: and, and really, exactly. like you said, the, the commitment can be such a struggle and it's, oh, yeah. I think it's one part casting vision yeah. as a leader, you know, but the other part is finding the right people. Like, the thing we're talking about in the band right now is we expand our team because we're, we're expanding to a fourth member. Ideally down the road, I'd love to have a fifth member, like someone dedicated to keys and piano. Um, and, cause we, we use tracks, which I'm not against tracks at all, but I think it'd be amazing to to not have some of that stuff tracked out and actually have someone live so they can oh. kind of vibe in the moment. And then oh, we're yeah. recruiting like potential managers and tech people, light people, you know, all that. And yeah. we're talk the language we're using is like we're like run with it to bus and we're trying to get the right people on the bus, you know, oh, and then we figure out what seats they need to be in and and where we're yeah. going, you know all those kind of things and and yeah that's yeah it's such a it can be such a struggle, especially in an endeavor like a band where sometimes in the beginning there's not a whole lot of resources or money coming in uh so it's not as it's hard to get people motivated <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it um but that's where does the
1: the passion for you for collaboration uh come from uh well uh i've always wanted to collab with people ever since i wanted to make my own music but then like my first collab ever that i ended up actually doing was with my friend domingo kite that's his uh musical name and it was one of his songs um funny it's called mission failed uh we'll get him next time and he's a rapper it's like a unique take on that yeah and that's my first song that i have on itunes the other two songs that i've shown you before are those are on soundcloud youtube i don't have monetization yet to put those on itunes and plus i kind of just want to like share what i got so people can have a feel and then eventually monetize it that way i'm not like just Making like spending money only to make nothing, you know. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, a bad, it,
0: it's a bad, it's a poor business decision, it is. <laughs> and it and, is, and I, I laugh
1: so hard because I, I've done that business decision way too many times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I know I'm gonna, I know what my limits are gonna be. If anything, maybe that's smart. Yeah, maybe two more songs, maybe another one after that one, and then like maybe an album or like an EP at least. And then, like, once I have people that are, like, interested in what I do, then I'll be able to kind of like, okay, well, let me see if I can monetize it, even if it's not a lot, at least right. something to come out of it. But that's,
0: There's a, yeah. a guy who mentors me in the industry, works with a lot of, like, big bands, and as I reached out to him, getting some insight, you know, <laughs> that was one thing he really pointed to is, like, one, do singles, like, don't spend <laughs> your money on a whole album, uh, yeah. and then you got fresh content all the time. And then he said, don't even drop a ton of money. His coaching was, don't even drop a ton of money on, like, videos. And he's like, do, like, a lyric video, like something simple.
1: And he's yeah. like, keep,
0: and he said, just keep putting them out. Put them yeah. out, put them out. And he said, then one day, one of them's going to, like, show you, well, like, oh, people like this one. He said, that's yeah. when you come in, make the big video, spend the money, you know, do all those yeah. things because now you know your resources are going to come back. And I was like, damn. It was, a, it was hard to hear because I love the idea of, like, you know the romantic notion of like the big music video for every song and all that but yeah. yeah it's like it's like trying to manage your resources so when the time comes boom mm-hmm. you can exactly.
1: like pour it all in it was yeah, great you, i'm glad for that advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure like you always want to play it smart when it comes to that like something that someone said i think on twitter at some point and i kind of like adopted it like it is kind of sucky where you know us musicians work so many months so many, even years to work on one song only to have a few views you know and i want to like work myself up to where people know my stuff people like my stuff so then are you willing to maybe support me and buy my stuff you know what i mean right. basically the baby steps arriving up there if anything um but yeah, that's where I'm at right now. And, like, I want to collab more. I, I'm down. Honestly, I've even said, like, listen, you don't even have to pay me. I just really want to collab because I think that'd be so much fun. Like, right. I had my friend collab. Like, he, I collabed with him. I uh, appear, like, at the end of his song with, like, a really cool, like, choral slash, like, echoey type of style. I'll send it to you yeah. whenever I get the chance here. Nice. Um, and that was just so much fun. Like, I... He said, okay, these are, this is the melody. I want you to sing it like this. This is literally just a little chorus line, if anything, and just do what you want to do with it. And I'm like, okay. So I love melody or I love harmonization. So like having one line here, one up here, one down there, and just mixing it all together into like just some crazy choir type of thing, which I guess that's where the choir aspect comes in and just takes over if anything. And I I love doing that. It's so much fun. And I'm down to do it again for him, for you, for anyone, anyone that needs an extra voice or just wants an extra different voice. Like, right. I just love it. Are you uh, do you listen to Billie Eilish at all? Now that you mentioned that, yes. And I actually saw her back in. Oh, man, you've seen some good shows. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. I even have a poster. I have like this right here. Um, literally like, I don't use this nice. obviously. So, like, so you're obsessed. <laughs> yeah, You could say that you could say that I almost even met her like outside the arena too, but that's a whole long story for another day, but so
0: good. <laughs> that would like, be when we do a, a Billy Eilish fan podcast. That's what we'll do. Oh, but sure. her, you know, when you say the coral yeah. stuff, in the harmonies like when i think of amazing usage of harmonies and pop music i think of billy eilish and oh, uh, yeah. our producer he there was some kind of thing that that gave him all the tracks he was able to see all the tracks to like one of her recordings yeah and i i forget it's like some promo thing for some you know, plug-in or something you know and he was like check this out and so he opens it up and we're looking at like. 16 18 20 like layer upon layer of different harmonies counter like yeah. melodies all working together and oh man i was just so fascinated that that was what we did to prepare ourselves as we went in to stack vocals uh for our yeah. upcoming tracks and yeah that especially now in pop music i think Billie eilish really like opened it up or some of her songs are almost all just vocal and that's it yeah you know and it's, and it's
1: fantastic Hmm. i actually got a question for you so you talk about new music that you're coming out with which you know i need a light was just great like a, well, i was you. like yeah i was like this is interesting it's like i don't know how to explain it it's like something that i would make mixed in with a bit of imagine dragon style if anything because that drum yeah. definitely sounds like believer like heavy strong like ooh. um yeah the drum and, and the little like sneak in of dubstep in the middle of a chorus that kind of stuff (laughs) yeah yeah exactly like believer radioactive type deal and i loved it that was awesome and i wonder are you take are you trying to take another like a new direction with your music is it going to be that same style or is it going to be kind of like what imagine dragons are doing right now with their whole new like whole new style with rick rubin changing up like the sound and everything compared to like their older stuff
0: yeah so right now we're at it's almost like a, a uh a why in the road so I I feel like we've moved the sound has moved beyond where we were Uh, and just from a songwriting perspective I think there's much improvement (laughs) Um, like I'm proud of how to start a fire I love what it is Uh, but but definitely like feeling improvement there um, it's it's hard to explain there's more like there's more groove in the songs like there's where uh, a lot of these songs are more just more rock and so there's okay. some heavier parts of one of the songs we have called At Least You Tried. In live, we're taking it really like the ending. We're making it like super rock. Like we just rock out and jump all over the place. But okay. the, the recordings themselves are, there's a lot more like just beat and groove to it. And in fact, uh, one of the tracks, uh, we have a rapper, his name's the Royal Chief, a brilliant rapper, and he's done live of this song with us twice now on the stage um, where he's featuring in it and he's going to be on the actual official release track. And Uh, I, so I see kind of where we're going. It's like this edge of rock because especially our new guitarist has influenced that a lot. Um, he is just a baller guitarist and he comes from, you know, like just a lot heavier background, but he also, he's, he's also a producer and he loves like, uh, hip hop, like R and B, like pop, that kind of stuff. So it's like, I see more groove in what we do, like seeing people like actually moving and like bouncing with us. I see more collaborations with other rappers because that's just the thing I'm passionate about. Like when I'm not listening to like like music I'm studying, I'm often listening to rappers and that's just what I'm naturally drawn to, but I can't rap. So we got to bring in rappers because no one wants me rapping. I tried once in my college band and it was terrible. I thought it was cool, but then now I listen to it and it was absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that that's going to be, that's where it's going in that regard. And like for us, like the the goal is still, or like the, the why that drives us is to be an internationally touring band. Like we want to play, like I want fire and LED walls and platforms that raise in the middle of arenas. Like those are the things I want. So it's like yeah. sound, like sonically, that's the direction we keep moving
1: um
0: okay. and then lyrically um it's it's always it, it just seems like they always come from an aspect of like hope an aspect of hope coming out of like pain um yeah. of like not giving up like we have a song called it's not over that's it's like the it's like a boxer imagery where you almost knocked out but deciding like to get back up and just in the crowd starting to cheer you on and like all these kind of things. Um, like that. and then the other one is actually, it's, it's interesting while we've been talking, I, I've been thinking about the other track is called at least you tried. And mm-hmm. the, the chorus is are the pre-chorus it <laughs> says, uh, what if your book has not been written? What if you have one more song left? What if you have what it takes? And, and it's like, I, I was telling the guys, I said, what's really exciting to me is when we release this song, when we play this song, it's exciting to think that maybe someone one day will hear this song and want to go, it's like start their own band or write a book that they were one, like it hopefully will. And so it's, we want to, I personally, and then all the guys in the band, as we continue to talk, it's like, we want to write music that puts stuff like that into the world, you know? And it, and it's kind of cool. It's like, I don't think like, we inspired you necessarily to start your music. You've been doing music forever, but it's kind of cool to like, where in, in some capacity, like first meeting as like fans of the music and talking, we're now seeing like, like, how cool is it? How cool would it be that be, there will be more and more stories? like Oh, that. yeah. And oh, so, yeah. so, yeah, lyrically, that's kind of where it, I think it will always sit. It'll be like different versions of that. Um, and my wife really wants me to write her a love song one day, too, though. So I need to do that. Um, if not, they- she's going to keep trying to
1: meet Ed Sheeran. So. I, I <laughs> Listen, man Ed's good He's so Ed Sheeran, good Great, that's awesome <laughs> I applaud I, you really. I
0: wanted to hate Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber I wanted to hate both of them Because it just felt I felt like it was Even though I, my guilty pleasures were Miley Cyrus and Taylor, Smith, Taylor <laughs> Swift I, <laughs> I was like, I can't get on board with Justin Bieber And then I listened Every damn song he makes is phenomenal Then I found out he wrote them all like what in the world and then ed sheeran is just he's a masterful writer like he can capture any moment it's just it's masterful
1: like oh my god see for me back in high school i just every guy straight up hated justin bieber because he got all the girls you know so then Ah, i know right and that's probably i knew my wife loved justin bieber i was like (laughs) fuck that guy right right (laughs) (laughs) but I will say there are some songs, newer ones. I don't really like his older stuff, but some of his newer ones, you know, I'm like, okay, this is not bad. This is actually kind of catchy. You know, it sounds cool. It's something that I would probably sing. And with Ed Sheeran, like, I never really hated him. I just never really knew much about him. And then, Mm. like, I started, like, having people tell me, like, oh, like, listen to this song, listen to this song. And I'm like, okay. So then I listened to it, and I'm like, wow, this is – Really good. And something that I would want to sing to my future wife, girlfriend. Perfect. Perfect by appearing. Just a god. And he
0: paints, he paints perfect pictures. Like I heard, I heard someone knocking him one time. I was hanging out with some other artists, artists I love and respect, but they are knocking him because they're like, well, he just writes like every style. Like he doesn't have his own sound. One, you can tell any song he's on like, even if he's not even in it, you can tell like, Oh, I think Ed Sheeran wrote this song. And then you go look it up and you're like, Oh yeah, they co-wrote this together. <laughs> like, um, but then the fact that he can navigate like this Celtic kind of vibe and then do like uh shivers is almost like this, like full on rock thing. Like we, we we're covering it, uh, in the band and we rocked it out last night and we're like this thing just like, goes you know and Raffy. yeah I think he is an undeniable talent and mm-hmm. and then when you hear him rap and the rappers he works with from the grime like overseas like like the dude can do it all he's I... jackass but no I'm just... <laughs> 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 no yeah. I, I respect him a ton I, I honestly yeah. go to him when I think about learning how to craft stories better
1: as a rapper For sure. you know? yeah and honestly to collab with him ooh. And you might as well just set your life set.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And my, and my wife said, if I ever get a chance, I, I have to uh, invite her so she can meet him. I was like, you're going to make it awkward. Gonna... No. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, make your woman's dreams come true. Absolutely. You're set. <laughs> no, absolutely. Well, and I messed up. Cause I interviewed one of her, her favorite, like radio personalities. Um, and I forgot that she told me she wanted to like jump into the studio and just say hi. And then I signed off and she was like, are you kidding me? She's like, I've been a fan of her for like a decade. And so so yeah, I need to do better. I'm going to do better. So, um, as you, you know, take these steps forward. Um, and again, I'm excited to see how this all continues to, to grow and come to fruition for you. Um, what do you feel like are some of your most important next steps?
1: If anything, um, obviously, getting the people for the band. That's definitely a kind of important one. Getting the right folks. Yeah. And, like, I think for me, I need to try to learn to focus a little more on, like, sticking on one thing. So, like, aside from obviously wanting to make music, I also want to start a YouTube channel, which I started it with a friend. It's just reviewing movies and shows, et cetera. And, like, I need to kind of, like, tune in on like, okay, this is what I want. I need to focus on that. And then right now in this moment, I need to focus on the music. Um, It's like, and also I, I feel that every artist had this problem at some point where you're working on a song and then an idea pops up into your head, but it's literally a melody. That it's so good, but it fits nowhere in that song. So you're like, mm, right. let me make this new one before I forget. So I just make it right here. And then I go back and I'm like, oh crap, where was I at? You know? <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's that's my hardest thing. That's the, that's one of the things I want to try to like get down pat where like <clears throat> um where I can just focus on a song or a project that I'm doing and just mm. stick with that till the end and then. Go on to the next project and start working on that one, rather than right. jumping around, from, you know, song to song, project to project type of deal. Yeah. Um, and then just there's all like I know a lot of artists has this problem too, where there are days where you are not as motivated because you're like, I don't know what else to really do right now, so I'm just gonna like wait till tomorrow till I come with uh, with come up with something. Where there's like other days where like. You're like, okay, so I know what I want to do with the song now. You go in, you get it done, no problem. But I'm guessing more focusing on trying to push myself other days where I cannot feel that I have a vibe like, oh, like, I can't really think of anything, but I know that I've talked to other artists about it. They said, listen to other music, take a break, or just push yourself to do it as well, which pushing myself is, I think, one of the biggest things that I have to do so I can actually move forward with finishing that song. I, I didn't mm-hmm. finish writing, finishing this project, uh, finishing this melody. So it actually sounds decent or, you know, editing. it. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So like yeah. that's that right now. Those are like my biggest focuses on trying to just kind of hone in, put the guards on and just yeah. look forward and just try to keep moving forward with that. You know, do you,
0: do you block out like schedule out the writing time for you? where it's like, and that's
1: the place you show up. That I need to do. I need to do that. Like it, like inspiration sometimes comes to me, which the most random moments where I, it's like everything good happens in the shower. Like you sing well yeah. in the shower, your ideas come in the shower. I don't know why. And then I end up forgetting it. But what I do sometimes, which I don't know if other people do this, I'm unique. Screw it. I, um, <laughs> I have a, like my showers right here. And then I have like the towel rack here. So then I have my phone right there. So then if I, if something in comes to my mind, yeah, it comes in my nice. mind and I'm voice memo and I'm like, oh, or something like that, you know, just whatever came to mind. And then I, you know, have it there safe for later, even you, know, you can hear the shower coming down, but you know, at least you can hear my voice and the idea that I want to put down, you know? Um, but I don't know. And then like for writing, sometimes it it just depends on the situation. Like a few days ago, I had something kind of like, kind of crappy go on with a girl. And like later that night, I was like, you know what? I don't like sitting here moping, ain't going to do anything. You know, I I could do push ups, I could let out my anger, whatever. Or I could also just type what I want to type and just kind of see if I can just make a song out of it. I mean, Host Malone, one of his fam- his most famous songs came from a breakup, you know. So if I can pull some, you know, pull some money out of that pain, yeah, it should go somewhere productive, and maybe maybe it'll get me somewhere. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Well, <laughs> so, it makes me
1: yeah. think uh, uh, you're just a notch in my
0: bedpost, and you're just a line in a song. You know, uh, sugar yeah. We're going down. Where I I love that. It's like he pulled back the fourth wall. It's like yeah, you screwed me over, but I put you in a song. I made you famous. So
1: <laughs> Right, exactly. So please keep hurting me so I can make more ideas. So, I mean honestly. <laughs> like, you know, I'll cry a little bit here and there, but you know, I'll be crying in money too. You know, I'll yeah, watch my true. Cash, you know. <laughs> exactly. I mean
0: that's pretty much almost every pop writer out there, right? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, one of the I don't even know if this story is true, but it inspired me nonetheless. <laughs> Uh, Someone told me about Ben Gibbard, which is uh, Death Cat for Cutie. He's the the writer, singer. Apparently he, again, I don't know if this is true. So if anyone out there in podcast land knows this is fake, let me know. But he had told me that he had heard that he actually rents office space to write in. Well, he's got the resources for that, right? And he actually packs his lunch and he goes in at like eight, like you would a normal job and sits at like a desk and writes until noon, opens up his lunch, eats it. And then writes till like it's four or five and it goes home. <laughs> and apparently the only time he broke from that like method was when, uh, I will follow you into the dark. You know that song? Uh, mm-hmm. I will follow you into the dark. If I hear it. That-that-that-that- yeah. It's like, it's, basically there's like 5 million covers of them, uh, of it on YouTube. So you, if you go look it up, For but sure. apparently he wrote it and just, it was like, he was like, Oh, it's done. And just like, took his lunch and left. He's like, I I'm done today. <laughs> yeah. But that, that focus of, of like, you know, I've had seasons where like there was a season I did almost three months where I said, I'm going to write two songs every single day. And I'm only going to give myself an hour to write like, basically I had two hours to write two songs. Now, they, again, it was just acoustic track and, and voice. I wasn't doing all production and everything. Yeah, um, yeah. But those kind of exercises, by the end of it, I was burnt out and I needed to take a break. But it was really <laughs> good because I learned a lot of things. I learned where, you know, and, and then also just having that blocked out time yeah. helped, me, helped me a ton. And so, yeah, and some of my, there's another guy, another writer, Taylor Goldsmith, and he is a massive worker when it comes to writing, and I don't know if he blocks out his time or not. But I heard him; I I can verify this because he actually told the story, <laughs> yeah. uh, on a, on another podcast, where he showed up to a recording session uh, for what's called the Basement Tapes. Is a bunch of uh, old Bob Dylan note notebooks they found, and they got okay. a bunch of famous people to like redo those songs. And he had forty songs ready <laughs> when he walked into the studio. And wow. like everybody else had like two or three. And one guy, um, Marcus Mumford from Mumford and Sons, he yeah. showed up and he was like, All right, let's get to writing. And they're like, You don't have any songs? He's like, I thought we were writing here. And he literally came with like zero <laughs> songs. But I was I was like, Ah, Taylor Goldsmith, I dig that. And he ended up helping like everybody on those songs because he had forty songs to pull from. I was like, Damn, I love that wow. work ethic. So yeah, That's it's awesome. huge. Wow. But, uh, well, Hey man, uh, like I said, I'm excited to see you next steps. I, and we we originally talked about us. We're about to hit the road, going to be in Kentucky. I, I kept calling, I kept saying Cleveland, but you're in Cincinnati, right?
1: <laughs> yes. And,
0: um, and my oldest is going to school in Toledo. So we're going to have connections in Ohio some more too, Okay. but I'm sorry. It didn't work out. I, I was really hoping we could put some stuff together, but I think sure. right now in the band, we're like, piecing all the foundations together. And I overestimated how quickly we could do that. Yeah. Um, but so we're going to pop into Kentucky and then pop back. But I'm excited to see you on the road. I'm excited to see where this goes for you with the writing yeah. and what it looks like to finally put the right people in the band, <laughs> you know, next yeah. steps on that. But for, I'll, I'll go to the last two questions of the podcast. So uh, first, of the last two. Right now in your life, how would you define living a great life?
1: Living a great life. that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's definitely a heavy one, but living a great life. I know that people like to talk about like, Oh, like when you're successful, when you're rich, when you're famous, etc. But I honestly believe that like, even if you're working your nine to five job and you're with your family, supporting your kids, if you're happy doing that, all the props to you for me, I'm happy where I'm at, but I definitely know that I can do better. And for me, it would be able to like, you know, me and my family, we're not rich or anything, but we're, you know, we're well off. We're, you know, fortunate. And I want to be more than fortunate with my family, like where God forbid, if they have surgery or something that happens in the future that I could pay for them instead of them having to pull funds and everything like that um like I want to be able to help others as well like help my friends out or just help people that just need help in general that's what I see as like a great life for me where like almost like a philanthropist of sorts but like <clears throat> mainly my goal with my music really is I want to what you what, it was interesting because I was going to say that My goals are kind of the same as yours where like I want to inspire other people just the way that you inspire me, that Imagine Dragons inspire me, my dad inspired me. Like I want them to be able to be the best person that they can be by listening to my music, like listening to my messages, my advice that I have to give to them. And that's what I would see as a great life, like seeing how my music, how my product, my hard work influences and helps other people to become The person that they're meant to be that's what i see as a great life for me that's awesome i love that Mm -hmm.
0: what a key thing to understand too is like helping others become who they want to be instead Mm -hmm. of trying to mold people i love that trying to mold them into your perspectives that's are your um, trajectory i guess is better Mm -hmm. Um, so for the last question right now how would you define creating
1: great things creating great things. For me, it's interesting, because talking about that, like, I don't know if you have uh, Apple TV, but there is a documentary uh, Billie Eilish made about her life and the process of how she makes her music with Phineas. And in a way, I think I kind of relate to her, where She said that she loves singing. She loves like having her music made and having the finished product, but she hates the process. She Mm -hmm. hates like the work being put into it. Cause like you have to like sit there and you're like, does this work? No, this doesn't work, but maybe this might, she hates that process, but loves it when the product is finished. So it's like kind of the same for me where like, I like to make the music, but it's also very much a hassle when you're doing it by yourself. Like, I feel it'd be more fun with other people, but doing it by yourself, you have to like hone in on everything and you have to be like, okay, well, how does this sound different from the last song? So I'm just not making a copy of that song, you know? Um, Like, honestly, um, that, that, that's just the way I kind of see it where you work very hard, you know, that it's a rigorous process, but, damn it, when you finish that song, it feels so good that you could finally release that product into the world. Like, I my first YouTube video on that channel that I mentioned earlier, I it took me two, three hours to edit that video. Like I added uh, clips on top of it, you know, Obi-Wan here and there fighting, blah, blah, blah. But without the audio, maybe <laughs> put like a meme or two here and there. It was so rigorous. But towards the end, like, watching it, I was like, this is cool. Like, I've always wanted to just make a video like that, and now here you go. Like, even though I won't get, like, a crazy amount of views because I just started, it's still something, like, I'm proud of, you know? Like, my first video that I finished editing. And it's the same thing with music where, like, again, it's hard work. It takes so much time and so much brain power to do it. But once you finish it and you release it, there's people who like it. And it's just like, mm-hmm. wow, people actually like this stuff. It's not just me like, oh, I hope they'll like it. Like some people, like some of them, some people like replayed my song like 40 times. That's and awesome, I yeah. was like, yeah. And I was like, wow, that's really cool that people are actually willing to listen to what I created, you know, even if it's not a lot, but you're still interested in wanting to check it out. So I'd say that that's like the product, like the, the main little bits and pieces of like creating something great, even if it's not like maybe your best selling song or maybe your best uh best selling record. But you made it. People are still going to listen to it. People are still going to like it. Some might hate it, but it's fine. You know, you learn from that anyways, and you're just proud of what you've released. And that's just the way I see it, you know. Awesome, man
0: will let everyone know how they can connect with you for maybe potential collaborations, uh, for, and just to follow this trajectory as you piece a band together, start writing your songs and crafting them and get yeah. them out.
1: Yeah. I'm always open to finding new people. I mean, obviously it'd be easier if they lived in the Cincy area, but right. You know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm always down for collaboration. If anyone's interested, um, I have my Instagram, uh, ConvexMetal103. Uh, you should follow, uh, run with It, uh, their band, they follow me. So you, if you wanted to look there, you know, that's where to look. Uh, I have Twitter, but you know I prefer probably like Instagram DMs of anything like that. Um, yeah, and if there's any other artists that just want to collab or just want an extra voice, I'm down, really, I'm down. Like I find it fun, hit me up. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, thanks for making the time. That was cool. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to
0: interview with you. No problem, man. Thank you for listening to the Live and Create Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe and leave a comment or a review. The
1: Live and Create Podcast.